Welcome to Device Rep Storytime, bringing you stories right from the trenches of medical device by reps for reps. If you like what you hear today and you want to share a story of your own, reach out to us at repstorytime at gmail.com. Anonymity will be respected for those with a corporate parent. If you want to let it all hang out, that's cool with us too. Let's kick it off. All right, guys, this is Jules here. We are back with a device rep story time. Of course, I have the incredible Mitzi Kaiser with me. Hey, Mitzi. Hey. <laughs> so we got a written submission and I want to get your take on this. So um, I actually know this business pretty well. Um, and so, but I know that you might not be aware of sort of this side of the business. So I'm just right. going to go ahead and read this to you. Do you want to okay. hear a story? Absolutely. All right, let's talk about this. Tuck me in, mommy. Tuck you let's in, baby. This. Lights are down low. Warm milk on the side table that I'll have to clean up later. God damn it. I got my wobby. Let's do this. Here's story time. I recently took a job with a DME company after transitioning out of surgical sales. I was excited about the prospect of having a better work-life balance, as well as learning a new side of the business. I've definitely learned a lot, but there are things I wasn't prepared for. One of those things is how they handle coverage pay. Okay. This is going to be a coverage pay story. Do you have any questions? Dun, dun, dun. So far, um, yeah. What is a DME company? Oh yeah. Could you I, expand on that a little bit? I didn't really understand DME until I had a coworker. I worked with, um, at a previous company of mine who came in from DME and I was completely mm -hmm. confused about it. So DME is a durable medical equipment company. So I want you to think of like, um, equipment rentals, like oxygen oh, tanks, okay. beds, um, for like hospital beds and home use for hospice right. and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like wound backs, things like that. Anything, um, that's durable medical equipment that the patient rents and the insurance pays for kind of gotcha. a crazy business. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You had me at work-life balance, but well, we'll see if it, I mean, I mean we'll see that? if this mentions work-life balance at all again, like it's always kind of a fantasy, uh, in the division I came from coverage for people out on vacation or short-term leave was actually pretty rare. We didn't have any open territories and we usually had a coverage buddy to swap vacation help in there. I never had to cover anyone on long leave. So that never really came up. How did you guys, did you have ever have to cover anybody, Mitzi, on a long leave? I don't want to get myself in trouble here, but uh, I feel like our, one of our leads was just always on long leave, like, <laughs> like the entire summer, which is considered long leave. Um, <laughs> so officially, no, I have not. Um, I mean, I was the only female in our territory, so we didn't have any like pregnant reps or anything like that. But I know, I know you've got a good story about that that you can probably share with us one day. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll, we'll get into my dark history, uh, but yeah, like we definitely have had to do longer coverages in trauma. Um, but usually, I mean, we'll see what this person says here, but like, usually it's a pretty decent structure. I never really had a problem with it. I always thought it was okay. Coverage, buddy, yeah, for I mean, sure. I feel like trauma. Yeah. So coverage buddy, we were such like a spread out territory that even just getting people within your own alleyway to like cover cases for you was kind of difficult because of our business model for this company. Um, but yeah, I can see how, like, I know that anytime someone was like, Hey, could you drive up here and like cover a case outside of, you know, this territory? Uh, they were always very gracious and they're like, you know, can I send you money? Can I Venmo you or this or that? I'm like, nice. Nah, bro. I'm just going to rack up the favors. Cause one day I might need it. <laughs> it's like, you can treat me to a, a power bar later. How about that? 
some Gatorade, maybe a Red Bull. Okay, now we all know your secret vice. I know my case. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Red Bull and Starbucks, baby. Perfect. Uh, So fast forward to my new gig, and I'm kind of surprised by the coverage situation. I wasn't ready for a territory next to mine to be left open for an extended period of time. Uh, Oh, that's not good. I get that there are hiring Mm. freezes in the current economy, but it's been left empty since I started about a year. I guess I don't really know how to handle the way that I've had the coverage situation explained to me. I'd love to hear your take. Okay, now we're getting into it. For open territories, only one person can be paid coverage pay. I thought most companies did a commission structure for coverage reps that could flex to multiple team members, but at my current company, they pay a flat rate of seven, oh, 750 bucks a month to just one person. Nah, you're uh, getting fucked, bro. It's kind of yeah. weird. I feel like that's kind of a ripoff. I've had to cover activities in that territory. It butts up against mine. You know how it is when people get your card and start calling. (laughs) Of course. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's worse is, oh, Jesus, is that we get paid based on the zip code of the patient using our devices, (sighs) not the prescribing facility. All right. So some red flags here. Red flags. uh, How this is set up. Who set this up? That's what I want to know. I, I wanted, mean, uh, give me the name of the person who set this structure up, dude. Right? We're gonna pay uh, them a visit. The, Satan. So this, Satan. This person Satan was an Aries. <laughs> whoever, whoever made this structure is a bitter little fiery Aries. You know what they say? When the devil can't reach you, they send an Aries. This has got that written all over it. Shout out to Ashley. She gave it the other day. <laughs> love it. It's sort of like, Hey, how do you want to make a sales rep really go crazy? Um, give them a territory and then don't pay them on that territory. <laughs> awesome. This means that I actually do have a stake in how the empty territory does. So the whole thing is kind of a mess. I don't really know if this is normal or fair, but it's definitely something I wish I'd asked before I joined. So moral of the story yeah. when discussing comp with a future employer, find out all the things XO yeah. anonymous Dan. Well, oh, sweet. That yeah, is I mean, brutal. right. You don't know what you don't know. Right. So everybody log that down. The first question should be, all right, please explain to me your commission structure. Um, wow. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, so, so I do know that in DME is uh, getting paid on the, the, the patient's zip code is I believe common. Um, I had a friend who worked at Adapt Health and Apria both mm-hmm. uh, bigger DME companies. And that is how it worked. I believe was, was, um, patient zip code. I think that works in some areas that are like, I don't know, more isolated or more remote, Yeah, but rural. like, yeah, but like, I mean, I'm in the Bay area, California, and there's a lot of yeah. academic centers. And so I can see how, if I have an academic hospital where a lot of patients are coming in for care from other areas because it's renowned or what, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, that would be a huge problem. So I'm going to, right. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's my number one question is what's, what's the justification behind that? Why not the zip code of the facility, as opposed to, do they think that these patients are going to go back with this equipment and whoever is from that zip code is going to have to like follow up or like, what's the theology behind that? I think it's for insurance. Um, because, because it's, it's billed to the insurance company, not the facility. So like in orthopedics or whatever, you know, you and I go cover a case, we, we get our PO and the facility owes us money. Right. That's pretty basic, right? Go and get the PO, 
probably at most we have patient initials and that's it versus GME reps. Um, I know, and now I have some experience in it too, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like 60 pages of clinical notes and personal information, including insurance and insurance is the one paying for the rental unit. But for a rep though, that seems highly frustrating. If like you're working on a specific target, because you're still given a patch of dirt, right? You still work your patch of dirt. Uh, and then it's kind of frustrating if like, you're not actually getting all the business that you've generated, it's mm-hmm. going to other territories. But as far as like, you know, anonymous Dan's question about coverage pay, I, I don't understand this at all because if you have a big territory that's open for what sounds like almost a year yeah. and you know, you know, that surrounding reps are going to have to pitch in just because of like, again, zip codes or, you know, what have you trainings, like you have to have distribute, people. you got to distribute it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do the work. Then if you're only allowing one person to be paid at a time and a flat rate. Yeah. Where That's, are the commissions going? Like I said, this just doesn't sound like this was well thought out or it sounds like they thought this out because they were lazy or they're like, this is, this is the best way to like track this metric, or we don't want to, we don't want to track who's doing what cases. It sounds like honestly, someone needs to go back through and just restructure this entire compensation pyramid because 750. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's not right. After taxes, you're probably getting 500 bucks for all the extra work you're doing, which is, I'm going to guess, I mean, I've, you know, DME sucks. Like <laughs> It's an right. awesome business, but like, there's a lot of administrative tasks and work that go with mm-hmm. like, um, insurance applications and paperwork. Like yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's a huge organizational yeah. undertaking to do DME, which is why some people are like really amazing at it and can make a ton of money because it's not a job everybody wants to do. And there's a lot right. of like, there can be a lot of upsides. I just think that like when it comes to an actual territory coverage situation, like the first thing that flags me is that only one person can get credit. Mm-hmm. That's dumb because then it automatically puts all the pressure on one person or right. people are going to scatter. Yeah, yeah. People are going to hide. They're going to hide in the territory. They're going to be like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Or incentivizing being, you know, a runner. (laughs) Right. Or it sounds like because, because if there's people who are calling this rep because they know that he's like nearby and in territory that's kind of adjacent, then it puts all the pressure on that rep to do work for free unless they set like a really clear boundary on like, actually, no, that's, I know it seems ridiculous because it's right next to me, but technically that's so-and-so who's covering like the whole thing just seems a little bit right. like, yeah. So thinky. shady It's shady. Well, yeah, there's a lot of problems with that because then it's who, who, how do you assess who gets that $750? Is it like, oh, well, so-and-so, you know, anonymous Jane, Jane Doe, she was the first person to take a case out of this unmarked territory so Mm. therefore she automatically is like assigned like is it a rule you know within the system because you get that that justification from admin sometimes saying oh well this pay just it automatically kicks in because you were the first person to hit it or whatever and then dan is like screwed now because jane covered one case initially and now she's like out doing her own thing living her best life and now he's on the hook because all the facilities you know know that he's dependable and that he's showing up now um that's that's a problem 
it is a problem. And it kind of makes me wonder just from like the management perspective too, if you're, if you're paying, like, go with me on this. If let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's try to put our, our fantasy manager hats on. If you're paying someone a flat fee to cover a territory that is that yeah. low, because honestly, that feels really low. Then yeah. you, what you're basically doing is incentivizing that salesperson to purely maintain but there's not yeah. going to be any growth activity coming from that territory because why? Like you're not even getting commission. There's no incentive to right. grow anything. Like fuck, fuck right. that. <laughs> well, and what is that 750 based on? Like you said earlier, you know, if it's a rural area and I have to drive three hours to catch this other territory, if 750 ain't shit. I'll be like, it's no skin off my nose. Sorry. Well, yeah, it doesn't it's do not- anything for my territory. And it's not good enough if you're like covering them with a car or gas, like nobody, it's the, it's the time, yeah. like our time is so valuable. And if, if right. like an open territory, because of time suck, and I'm sorry, but like an open territory of a year, like now that's just like the ground is so like full of weeds in that yeah. territory because someone is purely just maintaining. And I can't really like fault. I can't fault if a rep is like, whatever, I'll do the bare minimum because for 750 bucks, yeah. That's like, that's nothing, nothing when it comes, no. I mean, especially after taxes, like what the, look, you think 500 bucks extra in my account each month. If you're lucky. Work? Like managing yeah, that, a whole territory. That won't, that won't even cover that. Honestly, nowadays that won't even cover the gas. That's literally, that's not even, and how as you as a manager, how can you look at your, because you know, this comes up, you know, that Dan is not the first person to say, Hey, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but this isn't really like adding up or, you know what I'm saying? Like anybody around that surrounding territory is probably going to be like, um, what? That's how this works. And then you as a manager, how are you supposed to look them in the eye and like justify that and say, what do you mean? It's cool. 750 bucks. Like that's easy. That's like, you know, an extra little paycheck. It's like, nah, dude, that's not. And then my business is going to suffer. So now I'm just purely maintaining, like you mentioned earlier, instead of growing in my territory, I'm now just maintaining too, because I have to put all that time and effort into just maintaining another territory. And that's, I mean, you know, those hours add up, that's not even including like traffic. Um, You know, how far out are these facilities? How, like, what was the volume? What volume of that territory were you maintaining to begin with? Was it a high volume area? And that sounds just kind of like they're taking advantage at this point. The higher ups are, um, yeah. if they don't hire someone after a year, come on, they're, yeah, they're trying to crazy. save, they're trying to save money on like multiple levels here. Well, and, and so for anyone listening, who's like, well, you know, what are you bitching about? Like 500 bucks is awesome. Like, well, let's just, let's just compare, shall we? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I, I was on a trauma team and when you have someone who's out on a long-term leave, how it normally works in the real world, hopefully, is you have the person on leave getting an average of their last 12 months commission. So mm-hmm. let's say Mitzi, you know, whatever, gets super drunk, uh, goes skateboarding on the back of a truck, like, you know, back to the future style and she breaks her shit. She's like, Jules, uh, I-, I need help. Okay, great. No problem. Um, not a problem at all. They're going to look at her 12 months recent commission, take that average and just pay her. They're just going to pay her. And then me coming in and covering, maybe it takes me and two other people. We can say, all right, the commission being generated. Yeah. Let's just say, well, cause you're amazing. So like, obviously it's going to take three of us to, I mean, duh, you know, we can't be you. So 
we come in and any commission that we generate from the territory during her absence, we split between the three of us, right? So now you're incentivizing people to take care of the territory as it should be, which is with love and attention and yeah. with continuing eye on growth. And you take care of the employee who's out on leave because she got drunk and stupid and fell. So, you know, you know maybe I'm just saying, maybe I was just trying to like prove to my orthopedic surgeons that I'm just trying to stimulate the economy. All right. I saw these pelvic plates over here. I was really intrigued. I wanted, I was dedicated to my craft and I just wanted to show you that these really work. So tattooing NPO on your forehead. Please. (laughs) Yes. Insert here. 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 (laughs) Two five drilled it. Thank you. I love it. But yeah, so, but I mean, that's like the normal, that's like what I'm used to in surgical sales is, is the take care of the employee on leave but also incentivize the ones who are covering to at least make the commitment. Like that's why we pay in to insurance. That's why we pay in to yeah. perks. So I could see if maybe this rep was like a 1099 or something. Oh, yeah. Maybe? That would be a big hell no. Um, I was actually, I was curious about that when you were, when you were talking about that, because 1099, I mean, as you know, 1099ers pay their own taxes. Like they pay a full tax as opposed to an employer, which will usually split half the, half the tax with you. Um, so like, for instance, if I'm paying 15% tax on $750 and I'm driving, we'll just say like a minimum of two hours, a minimum of two hours in each way. Uh, that's five hours. That's five hours. And that's not including the time that you're spending actually in the facility. Okay. Now think about like buzzing around your own territory and how much time an effort that takes, dude, $750 isn't shit. Please. That won't even cover my fucking Slurpee at 7-Eleven. Like <laughs> that's, yeah, I think that's, that is uh, counterproductive to getting your team on a uh, loyal plan. You know what I'm saying? No, like people don't want to act as a team in those situations. Um, and I'm surprised actually whoever put that in motion that they didn't think about that. To be honest, that just sounds like a company that's about the bottom line and doesn't give a shit about their reps. They're like, well, I'll get another one or not. I'm just going to draw this out for a year and save thousands of dollars on getting another rep. And that's another thing. So that's a whole rep that they're not paying for that territory. You, they got to buy one, get one free there. I mean, no, I would maybe do it like, yeah, for a whole year. Come on. Like in our world, if a territory goes repless for like a week, we panic. That's like, that's yeah. like, that's like DEFCON five. Like, like it's a problem. Correct. And right. so to imagine one Friday, one, one hand surgeon Friday and you're like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I will say dude. DME companies can get away with that easier because there is a home office customer service. So I'm going to yeah. take a wild stab and just say that this company was like, you know what, because we have infrastructure, we have, we have a customer service line for them. Like, like technically if they seek the help, the help will be there. That is true. Yeah. That it, it is very different in that respect. I just think that like, you know, with my experience in DME, they don't give a fuck about the 1-800 number. They want to talk mm-hmm. to you. So it's not necessarily that they can't get help if they seek it, but it's because it's hard to find and annoying that you're only going to, you're going to lose market share. They want the path of least resistance. Everybody does. You want a body. Yeah. It's come to me with solutions, not problems. And if they have someone already built in to come to you with solutions and just get it done, 
that so, structure alone, I'd be looking for another job. So like, what is thank our, you for the experience. I'm out of here. So what is our, what is our advice to this guy? I mean, do you go to management with this or do you say the boat is too big to turn and just bail? Right. Um, my, my method is, uh, the chain of command, right? So first of all, think about it and think about what kind of solution that you would actually like, like what would incentivize you, right? Because if I'm just coming to you with problems, it's going to be really easy to write you off because I have a whole list of other shit that's on my priority, my list of priorities as a manager. But they taught us this, like in the military, you know, you always come to the chief with a solution. And usually it's a lot easier to implement. So I would like come up with the number and say, listen, like crunch the numbers. I mean, you're, you're a data queen. You appreciate the numbers. You respect the data. If you can quantify things and actually like put it on paper saying, Hey, this is how many hours I'm driving. This is how much money it's costing me physically. And this is how much it's costing me just my time period. This is the business that I'm already doing and what my average is, but adding this I'm literally working for pennies on the dollar here uh, and it's cutting into the quality of my other business. So this is what I would like to see if you would like me to continue manning this territory. And one or two things is going to happen. Most likely they're going to try to bullshit you and be like, every once in a while, you're going to get a manager that really looks at the numbers and is like, oh, wow, like this person actually did the homework, right? Be clear with what you want and say, I want the X amount of dollars if you want me to continue covering this territory. Um, and you'll either get, uh, let me think about it, or uh, fuck no, which <laughs> sometimes that happens. And that's usually your flag right there is if you're not willing to work with me on things, at least like have a conversation about it. Do I really want to be working for you? No. What's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to fire me? Okay, then there are other opportunities out there. You don't, don't, don't back yourself into a corner thinking that you have to stay here. You know what I mean? Like, I hate when they do that. They're like, well, we can find somebody else to do it. Good. Good. Great. Perfect. That fixes my issue right there. So then that's the third option is they'll say, well, you know what, if that's how you feel about it, we'll ask so-and-so if they want to, if they want to pick it up for this amount of money, uh, which is fair too, you know? Hey, goes to the goes to the lowest bidder, um, and then go from there. I mean, that's all you can do is is talk about it, have a conversation, but definitely do your homework, write it down. You may even be surprised by the number yourself of what you can afford to do and what you're willing to do. Quantify it, articulate it, justify it, and then see what their answer is. And if they come back to you with a no, all right, well, okay then. Thanks, but I will no longer be covering this territory. And that's that's the point, right? Is like you have a choice. It sounds like you have a choice here. It's not it's, mm -hmm. if, if you're if you're agreeing to cover a territory while it's open and they're having to allocate that dollar amount to you every month, it means you're doing mm -hmm. this voluntarily. Like this isn't, I don't know, it yeah. doesn't sound like it's something that they're being forced to do. It's just they feel but pressured to do it. Correct. They feel, right. right. So the voluntold situation. Yes. Yes. Right. And, and, and again, I, I understand the existing pressure of, Hey, that territory is kind of a feeder for my zip code. Like I get that, especially in DM, like I understand the pressure of that, but at the end of the day, like, I love your point of like, keep track of how many hours you're actually allocating to that territory versus yours. Uh, mm -hmm. Keep track of your data and make sure that you have that ready for the conversation of, okay, if we extrapolate this out, 
like, let's just say you did like 10 hours a week of work for that other territory. All right. Well then find your hourly rate, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's brutal. If you do that, it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, like I'm being like legit abused in this. No, we did that in the coast guard just for fun. We just like to like, torture ourselves. And we're like, all right, I've done a 48 hour duty. How much money would I make? Oh, I'm working for five cents an hour. That's great. (laughs) You know, that's, that's wonderful. But you, I mean, I'm just joking, but like, yeah. And that's, and that's the point is you need to find your bottom line, find what you want to work for, but you have to come to them with a solution because if you don't, then you're just bitching. And then it's like, nobody wants to listen to a bitcher. If you want your life to be better, come to me with solutions. Come to me with what you want. What's your ideal outcome here? Save us both some fucking time because I'm not going to sit here and you're paid. I'm not worried about your paycheck. Unfortunately, like that's the thing. So as a team, you want your manager to, to care, obviously, but sometimes they're so overloaded with all these other things that they have as their responsibilities as the manager of the territory. I mean, you don't know like what they're going through either, but I, I just really think it's cut and dry. Look at the data, figure it out for yourself, come to them with a solution. And all you can do is ask. If you don't ask, you don't know. And like have a story to tell you, like, you know, to tell the data. So like, you know, to the 10 hour like, you know, idea. Okay. Well, what does that look like? So that's only really like two hours a day. That's probably pretty realistic if you're covering another territory. All right. So maybe you do two hours a day of work. That's pretty modest of like a, you know, neighboring place. Okay, great. So Mm -hmm. that, you know, 750 a month divided by 40, it's what 18. All right, cool. Well, that's 18 gross that you're getting paid an hour for that. So that's mm-hmm. less than a chicken shop. Like I know Panda Express pays like 20 bucks an hour or something. So like now yeah. you have a story <laughs> to your manager to say, hey, the level of skill and work required to do what we do should be worth more than Panda Express. I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. just saying like, that's kind of what they're asking you to do. So like in those yeah. quantifiable terms, ask what you're worth, ask what the coverage is worth, and then go to your manager with that and just say, hey, like much appreciate that you trusted me to cover this. That's great. I think I'm going to pass the baton. I need to focus on my territory. I want to make sure I'm doing what I need to do for you, for my my quota, because if you're getting zero commission from this thing, it's charity. Yeah. This is charity work. And last time I checked, I'm not a volunteer firefighter. So (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you, we got to come, come to grips with it. Um, absolutely. Like I agree. I, I mean, when I was a scrub tech, you're always fighting to justify like a pay raise. You're like, come on, man. Like I have an associate's degree for this. I have a certification for this, just like a nurse. My hands are literally in people's bodies every day. And I have to know everyone's preferences, everyone's preferences, joint surgeons, trauma surgeons, eyes. I'm like, I look at the joint guy. I'm like, you being sassy right now? I was like, you scrub eyes? You want to go scrub eyes right now? Because I got a whole lot more up here going on, bro. Like I got a lot going on in my day. But, and then you come to the end of the day and you like, you want a raise and you're like, hey, like I, it's COVID times or whatever. Like, I think I deserve, you know, like a $2 raise minimum. And they're like, why? I'm like, bro, I can go work at Walmart overnight, fucking smoke a joint every day and get paid 20 bucks an hour. And they would love me because I would actually fucking show up. Come on. I'm over here like top gunning this shit. Like, so I don't, yeah, I agree with you. Like quantify what is worth it to you. If it's not $18 an hour, then say that. 
and be prepared it. to move on and yeah. start brushing up your resume because whatever, everything has an expiration, right? Yeah. And like, don't be afraid of something like telling your manager that you're just kind of done. Like, like, honestly, there yeah. should be no retaliation for that. Like this conversation seems pretty straightforward to me of like, if, if you put it in black and white terms like that, I, mm-hmm. I can't imagine the manager would be like, you're not a team player. Like, that's not the case. If you've been covering for almost a year, making, you know, fucking $750 extra a month for a bunch of extra work. Like, dude, you did your yeah. time. Like, right. Pass, I pass believe you owe me a guy. favor, dude. <laughs> you yeah. You owe me a favor. <laughs> yeah. Which is like another question of like, I mean, maybe the manager should just cover it. If it's that, if it's so easy, then like give yeah. a break to someone. And then it's still, there's still like continuity of care. It's not like you're giving it to a different rep. You're giving it to the manager, which like, I understand they're yeah. busy, but like, 750 bucks makes it seem like it's not that much work. So if it's that, right. if it's that easy, then pass it off to the manager and see how it goes. Yeah. You have at it, bro. Sounds like it's right up your alley. All right. Anonymous Dan, we got you covered. Thank you for your submission. Uh, this has been uh, Mitzi and Jules looking at a written and giving some feedback on this. We hope the conversation goes well. Feel free to give us a little update. If you have that conversation, we'd love to know how it went with your manager and see what they came up with. Don't wait. Don't start off sassy. That's another thing. Whoa. Don't pull a Mitzi. Don't pull a Mitzi. Go in there. Be sweet. You catch more bees with honey than vinegar. And then if they want to get crazy, then you can be like, all right, well, screw this. I'm out of here. You can pull up the Walmart thing and say, I'm going to go get high at Walmart. Peace. And see what yeah. happens. Yeah. But maybe don't lead off with that is what you're saying. Yeah. Don't <laughs> start with that. That's, maybe like, like- that's a card. That's like a last card. You play the Walmart card last for sure. I know. I, I always went ice queen. Ice queen, just go firm, firm but fair. Yeah, you know, like rules, ask rules of the West, baby. Yeah. Do yeah. you think this is a fair? Would you want to do this? How do you think about so, this? Just quick story before we leave. I was pregnant in the Coast Guard. There was like a rule saying like anything past twenty eight weeks, then you're not supposed to be standing duty anymore. And I was standing duty still, and I sent an email. I was like, hey, just a heads up, like. I'm, you know, I'm 29 weeks now. And like, I'm still in the duty rotation. And like, this is, and I put the manual in there and this guy was like, well, it's not really a station. I'm like, bro, I was trying to be nice. I was cool. I wasn't like the other pregnant chicks trying to get out like week eight. Like I did my duty. I was trying to be fair. And I quoted the manual. I was just very, very nice about it. And as soon as he said that, I was like, I want you to go home and I want you to ask your fucking wife, did she want to stay on duty 28 weeks pregnant? And I was like, fuming if you can imagine me just like pregnant in a little blue uniform with combat boots on I was like ready to lay a motherfucker out and this guy far outranked me and the commander stepped in and was like whoa 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 let her off duty let her off duty bro but I was like get off my ass dude but anyways yes it's been a great episode uh I love the story I hope it helps a little bit give him a little bit of courage to have the conversation yeah. If it's like, Hey, is this normal? I think our collective answer is, uh, if that's normal at your company, it, 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 it may be a little, little, little fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It's normal. It's normal for companies to want to save money, but it's how, how much you're willing to take. All right, cool. Thanks, Mitzi. Appreciate you. All right, everybody. Yeah. Don't forget. You can always submit a story to ripstorytime at gmail.com. We'll see you for the next one. Thanks for joining us today on Device Rep Storytime. Don't forget, you can always submit your own story to repstorytime at gmail.com. We'll reach out to you and make sure that you get your story heard. Thanks a lot, guys. Stay safe out there.